0: And welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show here on ESPN Central Texas. Ward White sitting in for Matt Mosley alongside me, Aaron Sexton, and joining us now, you remember, a familiar voice and name, Glenn Stretch-Smith, along with us. Hey, Stretch, how's it going?
1: I'm good, fellas. How are you all today?
0: Outstanding. I wanted to talk to you about the USFL's inaugural season uh, and the opportunity to have that championship game at Tom Benson Stadium, there at the Pro Football Hall of Fame, was that a stamp of approval for the USFL, and you're one to have it there.
1: Well, you know, I think so. I think more than anything, Warden, and I mean, you, you know, I, I jog your memory going back to the, you know, college football days. You know, when you, when you came up through the Southwest Conference, I mean, ultimately, you wanted to go play for the prize in the Cotton Bowl. I mean, mm-hmm. that was where the Southwest Conference went. That that was what meant so much was to get that cotton bowl watch, get that cotton bowl ring, be able to, you know, come to Dallas and, and, and surround yourself in a hundred thousand seat stadium and what was, you know, or still is Fair Park. And so, you know, to be able to put an inaugural league in that position where you could say, Okay, we're gonna go play this at at, at the Pro Football Hall of Fame and 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 go to Canton, albeit they didn't have full service hotels there. We had to stay in Cleveland. I mean, there were some, uh, you know, there were some things that, from an operational standpoint, that the league had to work through. And Daryl Johnston and and Brian, Winston, you know, the the president, operations guy, they were able to work through all that. And I think being able to give those players in an inaugural season an opportunity to say, okay, ultimately the prize is here. And we're going to where, you know, all of the to walk through the Pro Football Hall of Fame. It, it really is, and I got to do it when I was with the Cowboys, and then obviously Troy. You know, I was fortunate enough that Troy involved me when he went into the Hall of Fame. But being able to go there and being able to see those players, and it's almost like you can you can smell. You know, the the, the, the the jerseys, the helmets, the things that it just, it it, it, it really, it, it engulfs you in what, you know, the sport is all about. And so going to, uh, you know, where, where the best players of all time are, the best coaches of all time, and obviously they've spent a ton of money on that, you know, on that Hall of Fame village, mm-hmm. uh, redoing that stadium. It really was, it was, it was a class A experience. And something that I'll never forget, and I'm sorry we couldn't win the stinking game, but it still was a hell of an experience.
0: When you look back at, at being able to be there for that championship game, but moreover, just the young players that you were able to watch grow through the season, was that a part of this first year of the USFL that you look back and you go, now this is what this was supposed to be about?
1: Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I think the interesting thing was, you, you know, and, and again, you know, we all have our own point of reference from football to draw from, and, and we all know the NFL does a, an unbelievable job at at scouting, the things, the analytical things that are out there now, the money that NFL teams spend putting scouts on the road and, and being able to go discover the talent. Yeah, these kids, you know, they're just under that level. But the thing is, they still want to, you know, they still want the Casey Kasem mentality of keep your feet in the ground and reach for the stars. Mm-hmm. Be able to, be able to give yourself uh, that one opportunity to say, okay, I still think I've got, you know, what it takes to play at the highest level. Let me go play for a year or two in the USFL and see if I can attain a shot to go to a camp, attain an opportunity. To, to, to just get to the 90-man roster and then let the cards fall where they may. I'll give you a great example. We had a kid, Maurice Alexander, and again, I know you'll understand this. He went to FIU, and he went to FIU as a quarterback, undersized quarterback, probably 5'10", I mean, could throw it, and, and I mean literally could spin it through a car wash and not get it wet, and he played there for three years. Well, that's not a position – that 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 he needed to be at that was a position that they needed at, at FIU at the time. Well, he comes to us and, and, and changes to receiver, kick returner. Unbelievable hands. Probably a four, four, five guy. But he's the typical guy that you know he, he needed to, he needed a fresh start. He needed an opportunity, and you know he returned the 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 the, the punt for us mm-hmm. uh, to win the to, to win the divisional game before we got to the championship game. And and just seeing those young players be able to do that. We had a Channing Stripling, a kid that, that just signed with Washington. It was a corner. So, yeah, seeing those handful of eight to ten guys throughout the league that, that said, you know what, I, I need one more shot to get in there. And seeing those guys get their shot, I don't care if, you know, you were rooting for us at the Philadelphia Stars or, or the New Jersey Generals or the Birmingham Stallions. If you're part of the USFL, you want to see those kids get that opportunity to go to go to the NFL. And certainly I'll be rooting on all those guys, you know, as we go into training camp here and start looking at some NFL stuff, I'll be rooting on those guys to be able to hang on and make those rosters.
0: Stretch, do you feel like that that's going to be the best thing about the USFL? The way the USFL can make it this time is to, I don't really want to call it a minor league, but kind of be a a stepping stone for those players who are on the edge to hone their game and just get those opportunities you're talking about at an NFL camp.
1: Well, I mean, I I, 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 I'm not real sure that I'm going to answer this the right way, but I'm, I'm, I'm probably going to ask it back to you, Ward. I mean, we see the landscape of college football changing right in front of our eyes. Right there, mm-hmm. where you're talking about, you know, conferences alignment. We're talking about all this NIL money now. Hey, is the University of Texas going to give every player? X amount of money, you know this as a business guy. If you set up those guys, and let's say, let's just say for a round number, they're, they're paying those kids a hundred k a year scholarship kids to, to, to on an NIL deal. Uh, you're going to graduate from college and have to take a fifty percent pay cut if you go to work for one of the big accounting firms. So I, I, I think we're seeing the the, the landscape of college football is changing. Now I'll go back to what you're saying about the USFL. What if these guys? In year two, you know, get into the portal. They don't get an opportunity to to, to maybe go from from uh, from playing and making that kind of money in an NIL deal. What if they had an opportunity to say, well, you know what? Instead of instead of my last two years of playing in college, I'm going to go on and play in the USFL where I can make sixty-five or seventy thousand dollars in a ten-game season. To me, that makes a lot of sense. So, I don't know that I that I foresee. This being a developmental league for the NFL, I think it's a standalone entity that, um, quite frankly, you know, is giving those kids an opportunity. Is it going to be like it was when you know when President Trump owned the New Jersey Generals and went and signed a guy like Herschel Walker or the LA Express signed Steve Young? I, I don't think that. I don't think that's going to happen. I think they've shown that business model won't work. But I do think that you're going to see, um, you'll see how the league could develop after making it the first year. Once you get in those, you know, once you're able to branch out, maybe next year get into, say, two hub cities, and then they're able to, you know, create the synergy around the league and spring football, which. Let's be honest. you want to watch spring football, or you want to watch you and I go play a damn game of cornhole out here? I mean, most <laughs> people are going to want to watch spring football, so that's you know I think that's what gives it a chance. Do you
0: are, do you think they're going to? You mentioned just now that the hub cities, and that's where it it all took place in, in one city this year. Do you think there's going to be a couple of hub cities, or do you think that eventually it'll be home stadiums for these teams? Well, I
1: did, yeah, it's a good question. I do think that you know, as a league, they, you know, that they came out and contained their cost because, you know, I mean, it's, it's a big cost to go charter an airplane and right. fly around the country. Do I think next year they could go to two, maybe three hub cities um, and, and be able to eventually branch out. Let's say, you know, let's say for instance, this year, again, I coach for the Philadelphia stars. Let's say we get to, we get to November, December, and we say, hey, you know what, we we want to take a look at our team. We want to have some OTAs. Let's go for a week and get in your home city and start to connect. I think there's a lot of different things that the management team of the USFL could do, but I do think that they're going to be very smart in how they continue to stick with their budgets, contain their costs, and be able to roll out a, a, a product that, hey, I'll be honest with you, week one or two of the USFL season is just like week one or two of, of the preseason. I mean, there, there were times when it was ugly. You turn blitzes loose. You, 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 you don't get the protection the right way. Uh, you put the ball on the ground, and you go, God, it's ugly football. But I'll tell you this, by week four, or five, or six, I felt like we were playing really good football. We were understanding where guys were coming from. The speed of the game was there. And I think you saw, you know, what was a product in the final game of the 33-30 game that was very close, finish the season and be able to say, hey, spring football is viable. And like we talked about earlier, you can watch spring football or you can watch, you know, the Indianapolis 500 or the Colonial Golf Tournament or whatever that was out there. That the USFL was able to, uh, to outdraw, you know, with those partners at Fox and NBC. So I, I do think that there's a place for spring football. They got to contain the cost, and it'll be interesting to see how they navigate that moving forward.
0: Glenn stretch Smith with us here on the Matt Mosley Show. worldwide and Aaron Sexton along with you. All right, we're eight days away from training camp opening up. Cowboys usually have some drama, or sometimes has some drama going into to camp. <laughs> Uh, do you see any drama blowing up for the Cowboys in your mind stretch?
1: Uh, you know, I, I mean, there, there's always going to be something that's just, that's just how, that's just how Mr. Jones rolls with that team. When they head out to Oxnard, I, I think, you know, I think it's going to be a very interesting year. Obviously you guys are, 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 the flagship station there for the Cowboys. And I think there's a lot that, that uh, there's a lot of positive we could point to, do I think Uh, missing a guy like Randy Gregory is is, going to take its toll? Sure it is. I mean, that guy off the edge, do I think losing a guy like Amari Cooper? Yes. But ultimately, you know, they they paid the quarterback, and he got the lion's share of the money, and they weren't able to pay those other guys. They weren't able to, you know, strike a deal with Dalton Schultz. They weren't able to continue to pay Amari Cooper. They couldn't give the money that Randy Gregory got from Denver. And so... Uh, you're going to have to see some young guys step up. Is that a good thing? Is it a bad thing? I think it's a young man's game, and you know that. And we'll see if the Cowboys can get that done. I mean, are they going to are they going to be the same team that whips it all around the yard and throws it 40 times a game? I don't think so. I think you're going to see a team that is going to say, "Hey, we're going to we're, we're going to take what the defense gives us right here and be able to do some things offensively." And then, you know, defensively, we, you know, how, how does Diggs continue to? you know, how does he continue to grow? I mean, uh, Vander Esch is coming back and, you know, we'll we'll see how they go. But I, I do believe that, yeah, we'll see some sort of, uh, we'll see some sort of shenanigans out there with the Cowboys. And and, Hey, hopefully they they'll give us a, they'll give us a good fun uh, season to watch and, and, and a reason to want them to get in the playoffs and see where it goes from there. And if it doesn't Ward, you and i'll be on here and we'll be talking about how, how when does jerry strike up that jet to get down <laughs> there and get sean in and here's the next head coach
0: yeah how hot is that seat for mike mccarthy stretch
1: Ooh, you know you, you're trying to draw me off sides right there. You <laughs> the old quarterback and you're giving me the hard count you know it's going to be i mean it's hot he better he better he better win some games and show some improvement with that football team or or or, or you know you got a really good coach in Sean Payton, who the owners very aware of, who's worked here before, and you, you know, like I do. I mean, it's uh, you know, it could be the flavor of the month mentality. If Mike McCarthy gets out there and you know starts out four and four, four and six, it'll heat up around the Metroplex, and hey, who who knows what'll happen?
0: Yeah, you know, I asked this question earlier: is 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 the pressure more on Mike McCarthy, or is this pressure? Even growing more on Kellen Moore, the young protege.
1: Yeah, I think I, I think Kellen Moore is. I mean, I think you're going to see. Uh, I think I think the pressure's on him. I think the pressure's on Dak Prescott. I don't care that he got paid. He, you know what? All, all I've heard about is what great shape he's in and how he's going to be. You know, he he's, his body's transformed and and all of this. Hey, the bottom line is Mike McCarthy better win, and he better win. As the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys, or you know that, that Jerry had all the patience he could have with Jason Garrett, so I think you could. I mean, I think you could realistically say, "Hey, if they don't get it done this year, they'll be they'll be heat on all of that staff, and and that comes with being you know part of the Dallas Cowboys, and just like you said earlier, the circus that's getting ready to get cranked up out in Oxnard." <laughs>
0: Should be fun. Stretch Smith along with us here on the Matt Mosley show on this Tuesday afternoon. Hey, Stretch, certainly appreciate the time. Look forward to talking to you again soon.
1: Yeah. Hey, I'm, I'm glad you're. I'm glad you're sitting in for Mosley while he's on some European junket vacation. I hope he gets a haircut before he comes back. <laughs> I saw him about a week ago. He looks like a mutt. <laughs> yeah. I'll see you later, buddy. Y'all have a good day. All
0: right. Thanks, Stretch. <laughs> Greatness of Stretch Smith. Oh, yeah. It's always fun to have him on. And he never fails to get in a few digs at Matt, which is always fun also. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. But his, his thoughts about the USFL, I mean, and, and he thinks it's a, a, a good standalone league, not just a a league where NFL scouts can go in and say, gives them an opportunity to have a stage for NFL scouts to be able to see some guys. And he makes a great point about the NIL and about college football and the transfer portal and everything that goes into it, you know. Uh, and I never really thought about it. To be honest, a guy sitting there going, well, I can I can sit here and, and jump in the transfer portal or have an opportunity to go into the USFL and make $65,000, $70,000 for a 10-game schedule mm-hmm. and, and go from there and, and see if I can prolong my football career maybe not necessarily try to get to the NFL, which they're all trying to do, but at least prolong my football career and get paid for it at the same time. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, and I think one of the smartest things, and it was probably happened in the initial stages, but you know they have the backing of Fox, and that's not a small thing. No. When you've got a major network that wants you to succeed, they're going to give it time to grow because they want the programming. Well, that's not any different. In the conference realignments we're seeing right now. No, absolutely not. The reason why they're realigning is for television deals. Yep, and that's the bottom line. All right, coming up next, we'll talk a little NFL with Aaron. That's coming up next right here on the Matt Mosley Show on a Tuesday afternoon on ESPN Central Texas. Recently on Game Time, we welcome into the program from CBS Sports.com, J. That's what.